Tonight's episode number 110. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, the self-proclaimed professor of photographic pontifications, in good company with a mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Urban. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> as well as the chatty Kathy. I know what's going to happen next, only because they did it before the show started. This is so stupid. But Keep going. I'm, I'm going to let you do it anyway. As well as the chatty Kathy of the Hudson Valley, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. <laughs> Jimmy, that's not even what... That's, that's literally not even what you're supposed to do with that thing. Especially that, on the intro. Rule. Yeah, I know, but you're supposed to go... Something like that. I'm Come on, give me one of those. Song. All right. All right. So once again, uh, hi, Jimmy here. Hey, <laughs> there we go. That's what I was expecting. Um, <sighs> why we have these silly toys, nobody knows. You just do. And that pretty much sums up the content we're going to be able to bring to you this show. <laughs> <laughs> <You're listening. laughs> okay. <laughs> over there. But in all, uh, <laughs> in all season sillies, uh, I guess this is it. <laughs> who uh who's what what have you guys been up to other than playing with dog, uh, dog well, toys well you didn't introduce and, uh, yourself Jimmy's do you have an instrument in yourself andy um actually i'll do this i'll grab hold on a second i can do this and let's see what happens that, that was is horrific. that is for a, a musician that was really yeah well, that's pretty bad <laughs> well i yeah right it was a bottle of propel hold on let me if i take take a little out and then try again Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take a little That's more water. Let's see what better. happens. There we go. That's it. But but in all uh, reality, Jimmy, what have you been up to recently? What's been going on? In the uh, life of Jimmy How is wedding photography season treating you? Good. Good. Um, I had uh, some back-to-backs last weekend, and one of them entailed... Uh, my very first, I gotta, hold on, I gotta switch something in this microphone, so I'll do it live, because I'm on the wrong Click, that's the one, that's the proper setting. All right, I'm back, sorry. I have the, uh, Yeti by Blue, and it's, it has this thing in the back, and it got on the wrong setting. So, all right, here I am. So, on, uh, Saturday, a couple weeks ago, I had my first Indian, Indian wedding. I've always done, like, Indian American, where like- it's, like... Multi-day? I'm sorry? Multi-day? Uh, n- uh, yes. Okay. Fact, Kathleen cool, shot cool. the Sangeet before. I wasn't available that day. So I outsourced her. I'm going to edit her pics. And uh, I met a couple a few months back. Really awesome couple. I was, I was really hoping this whole thing would fall together like it did. And it did. And we had such a great day. Like He came on in a horse. And uh, prep was fantastic. It was a... Awesome, awesome day. I, 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 I'm start. I'm just starting to edit tomorrow. I have like two thousand plus photos to go through. Whew, that's not including the night before. Oh boy. So it's going to take me a while to go through this, but um, I'm looking forward to it because 
it, I really love this couple and it's going to be, uh, for me, it's going to be a, a really good blog, good post. Um, two days after the venue is asking me for images. I'm like, okay, I don't think I even downloaded anything yet. It's still in the safe. So just let me get your info. And yeah, when I'm ready, the same I thing. will give you an, if, the other day if, from a venue think, I shot on Saturday, Saturday, they emailed yeah. me Monday. I'm like, I literally just ignored it. I, I don't like, I had so many other things going on. I just ignored them. And I never, even the venues, I never ignored. I ignored it. I'll get back to you. Email me in three weeks and maybe I'll yeah. return, respond to you. This, this is you know what I think? You know what I think that is? It's because it's a wedding magazine kind of um, season as to where the new issues are coming out soon. So they have to submit their images uh, pretty quick. So they want the most recent weddings. Well, I just had good. a venue do the same thing, but the, at least they explained to me why. Hmm. So well, think, not think get, about it. No one's way. getting him any that fast. Yeah. Like, I know James Kelly, who listens all the time, and we love him. He's crazy because he admitted on the podcast that he comes home from a wedding, puts on a pot of coffee, and drinks the coffee, editing images all through the night. I'm like, I can't imagine that. Even just the, even if you are in that mindset, you're at one point you're going to get tired, you're going to get loopy from the from the caffeine, and you might just make a mistake that could cost you a, a lot of hours if you're not paying attention to the download, to where images go, to whatever copy and pasting you're doing all that kind of stuff, you know? So I, I'm just, I'm a full believer and we've talked about this of doing what you need to do at the right time when you can do it. And you, and you know, so I, I don't like, we talked about this. I don't immediately come home and, and download images. If it's late at night, the cards go in the safe. That's that nothing's going to change. I'll download them in the morning or the next day, even when I'm doing it properly, knowing everything drive is plugged in, it's going to the right folder Everything's backed up. Everything's fine. I'm not doing it at midnight when I might make a mistake. Mm. So anyway, so yeah, to the people who any photographer right now is like gets that email from or message from the venue or from somewhere, the florist or the wedding designer, any, any, any the planner, of course, is like, yeah, when you give me images, it'd be great. I'm like, OK, well, just be honest with them like I was with this past one saying I'm at least two weeks behind or not behind. I'm at least two weeks away. Yeah, and I'll let you know when stuff is ready. See, I don't, I don't even say that when, what I, I, I will get back to this venue. Um, you know, I'm not gonna, I'll, I'll get back to him. But what I will do is I'll say, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say I'll email you in two weeks. I say email me in two weeks. Do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like it's on them. Yeah. Like I won't have these done until two weeks. Try back then. But I'm Good not point. gonna like put it in my notes to like contact these people back. Do you know what I mean? Like, like no, they're getting something for free, basically. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's on yep. them to contact me yeah. back at the more appropriate time. You know, they're the ones that want this. So yeah. make a make a note. Follow back with the person who has the uh, the goods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually have been. I we'll we'll kind of let what we've been up to kind of go into some different topic areas if that's okay. Um. Mm -hmm. But I actually have been, you know, remember last episode I said I was like right on top of it and I still am, but I have been when I get home from the weddings, I've been uploading all the cards and all that. And I've been getting out my sneak peeks on Monday, Tuesday. I just got out a wedding today that was from uh, last couple of Saturdays ago. So it was like just a little bit over a week. But now I'm already, now I'm at the point where I was, I was one week a wedding for like the first few weeks and now I see that going away because I had a, I had a double last weekend or this past weekend, um, uh, Saturday, Sunday. And then I was shooting some lawyers the previous week and then I had an engagement shoot 
I've got another engagement shoot this week. And so like, and I haven't added any of those weddings from this past weekend other than the sneak peek. So I just know I'll be lucky if I get through part of one of those weddings this week. Um, and then I'm, I'm already off, which is a real bummer. Cause I really was hoping to be, you know, like one a week, but now I'm probably going to be more closer to two, three weeks already. Um, which is kind of a bummer, but I have, but because I, I have been uploading all that stuff at night, you know, um, mm-hmm. and backing things up, but you know, and it is what it is, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jimmy, what else you've been up to anything else uh, lately? Or? Um, I had a, a wedding after our last podcast at a, uh, did I talk about the Yale club wedding? I did in Manhattan. No, no, no. I don't remember. Um, really sweet couple. It was, uh, whatever date it was it was it doesn't matter um it was a perfect day weather-wise sun is shining it was like 72 degrees my friend justin came along with me to as my assistant he came to my house we drove from here at the top down it the, the best part of the day not not the best part of the day I, i'm that's exaggerating but the 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 best part of experiencing the weather was the drive-in because we had a drive to uh, Vanderbilt by, by just a few blocks from Grand Central at a place called the Yale Club. And the entire wedding was taking place inside. And I knew this going in and talking to the bride. I said, okay, so there's no first look. We're going prep to ceremony, which is inside. And then from there, <clears throat> some group portraits. And she wanted to do like, I said to her, so I said, okay, so you know, I know there's not that much around the walking area. There's some, some construction going on, but we can take a, a walk a few blocks away. And she's like, she's like, no, I just want a, a couple of photos outside the, the Yale Club awning, which has the, the blue awning and the, the, the Y and C. I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking, we, we got to walk farther than, than that. But sure enough, we, we get outside and she just kind of wanted to do just two photos, <laughs> maybe three. And I convinced her just to stay another few minutes so I can get a side angle with that Sigma art lens, you know, the 135, mm-hmm. and then blur the background out because there's people and cones in the back and cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was it. It was unfortunate because from a photographer standpoint, I'm in Manhattan. The weather is perfect. It's no one sweating outside. We uh, we did walk from the Yale Club to uh, Hilton or some other, uh, I forget the hotel around the corner. And as we're walking, Justin and I are like, oh my God, it is so nice outside it was just a perfect perfect day and it was unfortunate that we couldn't have that beautiful weather for the couple you know so it ended up being great a great wedding I, I, katie was fantastic jeff was great um i just finished blogging it and uh, i'm very happy with everything it's just i wish we allotted time to go somewhere else when you're in new york city you know yeah, yeah. even anywhere just just you don't have to go to central park you don't have to go to brooklyn bridge you don't have to do all the big hits but you can just go to something that's manhattan looking you know just a few blocks away just get in a cabin just drive a few blocks or just walk a few blocks you know so now, anyway. G- now, now jimmy when you shoot weddings in new york city do you guys follow the limo or do you hop in the limo because in my experience it's almost nearly impossible to follow no. follow the limo never fo- car is parked i'm not in that car until i'm going home that's it period um, so you go in the limo with the with the oh a cab or or a cab with the bridal party or well depends the on the day and what's happening with yeah. the a b and c's of traveling from prep to ceremony to portrait location to central park to yeah i'm Grammar's just uh, park, remembering uh, neil van niekirk's story remember that oh yeah, follow, yeah. uh circling st patrick's yeah yeah this assistant <laughs> just just drive around the church <laughs> the whole oh, ceremony I've, I've had that if you if you shoot a wedding 
anyone listening, you shoot a wedding at St. Pat's, the bride and groom have a 15-minute window. They, and this is, happens all the time. So the bride and groom, their wedding is at 2 p.m. You know damn sure they're there around the corner waiting at like 1, 1.30, the latest, because they, you have from 2 to 2.15 to get your party in there. And in 15 minutes, if you're not there, you're out. They, they, they cancel your wedding. It's extremely strict at St. Pat's. Granted, Can- cancel. They, like from what dark. I heard, they will not have your wedding if you're oh, if you if man. you are not if you're a no show within 15 minute window, and you can't get in there early either. Maybe 15 minutes pre- prior, maybe, but you just have to wait outside. And that's happened to me before. We're just outside waiting by the limo. Like, no, we can't go in yet. I'm like, okay. So, in that case, I forget where I was with that wedding. This is a while ago, but um. Yeah, I like, you know, Manhattan's crazy. I I did 15 years in the film business in and out of New York, you know. So once I'm in there, in this little island, I'll just go around with the cab or or ideally the, the limo or the wedding party. Bus, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Neil, uh, you've been uh, Facebook living over there. I saw your, mm. uh, your stream the mm. other day. What have you been up to? Been shooting every day. Every day. <laughs> And and a couple times per day. Um, and and I remember last episode, I was I was kind of behind on my on my editing. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say screw. It. I'm just gonna get down to work and and be like you guys and and sit down and actually edit. And I actually got uh, quite a quite a few things done doing it that way. And um, but unfortunately, shooting every day, um, the names just keep piling on. Yeah. So one name day, off, two, two names on. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I'm exhausted when I get home, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like I don't feel like editing. Uh, but anyway, you know, it's, it's I'm, I'm keep I'm keeping up. I'm keeping the pace pretty much. I'm I have ten names on the list. Um, last episode, we had I had nine. I think it nine names on the list. So I'm, believe it or not, I'm I am keeping pace. Um, I'm, I'm about a month out of, uh, of posting people's images. Um, but you know, I, I'm, I'm being a little bit more social of posting behind the scenes, just like selfie taking all that good stuff on social media. Just, just have it just, I'm, I'm just trying to have fun and, and, and it's working. Um, I had four engagement shoots in the last six days. It feels like I'm bragging, but I'm actually not. It's. Um, unfortunately all the, all this stuff is, is happening all at once. Um, and then last night, man, um, the weather's been so odd here in the Northeast that, um, last night was the first night where we hit like a hot, humid day and, uh, and we're shooting and I experienced my first time of being dehydrated, um, as to where the, the last hour of the shoot, I mean, I pretty much blacked out. I I don't know. I, I don't remember shooting. I don't remember doing anything. Um, my my body physically was moving. I was physically there. Uh, I'm, luckily, I didn't pass out or anything. But I, I I literally don't remember the past hour, the last hour of shooting. I remember then that's that's when I usually pull out the lighting and all that stuff. Um, I, I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't concentrate on lighting, so I just shot natural light. Um, I couldn't concentrate on posing, so I, I did like not my my typical stuff. It was very weird, and I couldn't get away from the bride and groom. The bride and groom were were um, really really into it, very talkative. So I couldn't pull my wife away and tell her what was going on. So I just kind of rolled with it. Um, but the, yeah, it, it's it's very important, guys, to uh, 
stay hydrated. I didn't realize how important that is in, in life, uh, especially as you get older um, and as the weather changes. Um, I'm, I'm very lucky that it wasn't a wedding because I would not have been able to continue. I, I don't know what I would have done if uh, it was a full night of shooting, but luckily it was just the last hour of the engagement shoot. So I'm kind of interested to see how the images turned out. Um, but you know, we'll see. That's just the only drama that I've experienced in the past two weeks. So luckily... Wow. That, that that is it so yeah, yeah. that's uh i often maybe don't drink as much as i should on a wedding day and i you know you take things for granted until something like that happens you know mm-hmm. um, my uh my wife has been on me about wearing sunscreen because i've been outside so much um and all that especially you got to protect the dome you know oh my god yes um so i've been uh i've been better about that because she's been on me about that and for good reason you know um when i when i shoot the lilac festival i actually don't I wear a hat every single day because it's like so many days of, sh- of shooting just like out in the sun. Um, but for weddings, I'm not going to wear a hat at a wedding. Um, but I also like, don't think about taking the time to put on sunscreen, but I have to, especially like this, this past weekend was sunny both days. Like if I didn't do that, that would have been really kind of bad news bears. I was, you know, uh, two outdoor weddings in a row and, and the and complete sun without any clouds is a problem, you know? Yeah. So I've read some articles as to where sunscreen is more, is does more damage than good now that, have, no, have you guys read that, 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 that can't be true stop it whoever's writing this <laughs> now this is I have, one I have a where little, my little skeptical ha- hackles from come up in the air you know we've, we've talked about we were talking about the chiropractic the other time and all these yes. things people say my little hackles went up um because i think it's uh pretty much science but i haven't personally looked into that yet so i don't i don't know um i have a little go bag a little uh, zip like bag that has like a bunch of stuff in there. And in there is uh, chapstick, uh, band-aids, um, safety pins, uh, a Tide stick in case you get a stain on a shirt. Uh, what else? In there is a little, one of those little uh, tiny tubes of like 100 SPF um, for my head and my nose. Um, and there's a bunch of other stuff in there too. Oh, Advil, of course, an iPhone charger. It's just a little bag that, that fits in my camera case. And I know what's in there. And I always check it now and then to make sure everything's good. And then another bag, another pocket rather, is like granola bars, maybe a bag of nuts, mixed nuts and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, w- water is like key. When, when Nat and I do a wedding, we're always, we're two bottles each. And then whatever wrap or some kind of food we bring in like a cooler that goes around our shoulder and it just travels with us. You know, sometimes... How often does, does this happen when you go to the bride's house or the groom's house or whatever house, wherever prep is taking place and there's nothing to drink or eat? Because, mm-hmm. again, it's not their responsibility to, to feed the vendors, but it, it's, it's, a, it's a coin toss whether there's a plethora of food and there's like a, a, a two subs, two you know big subs laying there <laughs> and there's like pasta and there's all this kind of stuff and there's drinks and there's this soda and, and cranberry juice and orange juice and waters and maybe champagne. And like, what do you want? I'm like, I'll just take a water. I'm good. Thank you. But yes, I'll take some a quiche, whatever. And <laughs> but other weddings, there's nothing. So, so, so you help yourself when, when people offer? Uh, like oh, yeah. Morning? Oh, oh I'm not shy. Okay. If someone says, help yourself, I'm like, thank you. I, I will in time. I'm, I'm not going to dive right away. Yeah, just, I just feel odd of like holding too. a camera and eating. I don't know. Well, I, I just... if, if there's something to shoot, I'm not going to do that. But there's always a little bit of downtime you can so run over. you and I, Neil, <laughs> feel awkward eating in the morning. 
And then Jimmy is fine yeah. just with his camera, like shoving all the food. In his, oh, thank you for offering. I'll have yep. some of this donut and I'll have some of that bagel with cream cheese, right? I eat a donut, but <laughs> bagel cream cheese, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I've always, I think we've talked about this on the show before. I always just feel awkward when they offer me food, whether it's then or later on. I don't on. think you should. It's, it's, yeah. it's the mom. Like, especially it's typically cocktail the mom. hour. Like I feel, t- I just feel weird. Even if I like grab that piece of cheese, I feel like. I feel like I shouldn't be Wait, grabbing that piece of cheese. Yeah, I do. I feel weird about it. I don't know what? why. Yeah, I just feel like I feel <laughs> Are like you crazy. I know. I'm I just the feel same like, way. I am the same way. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, feel like it's my job to drop. photograph, and it's and I feel like people are like looking like, why is that photographer grabbing that cheese? You know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Here, here's guys are. Okay. But this past, but this past weekend, I I did like an outdoor wedding. Uh, it was it was it was another hot one, but there was huge jumbo shrimp on ice and nobody was going for it i think i had about five or six of those bad boys yeah i I actually as much as i say what i just said over the years like if i really am hungry you know what i mean like or it's the right you know whatever i will grab something once in a while but i'll kind of do it really indiscreetly and then like grab a plate bring it back to like by the dj booth or something and just be indiscreet about it i don't know i just i I look at it like um Okay, when cocktail hour starts, if you got set up in the in the room, you're ready to go, and you capture details, and you, and everything's done, and you have a few minutes to spare, by all means, the bride and groom or the parents will be the first people to say, "Please get something to eat." Oh, did you eat? They'll ask that all the time. Yeah, they do. And if not, mm-hmm. look around, watch the DJ, the watch the band. Yeah. Oh, the band! Oh my gosh, in- they're at they're at the they're at the open they bar. Of, yes, and the cocktail, and that's to me. It's like I, I'm not gonna. If I can take advantage of it with small quotation marks, I will. I will get a plate of whatever A, B, and C kind of stuff. I'll go around. I'm like, oh, here's some calamari, excellent. Here's some cheese stuff, good. All that kind of stuff. Calamari. I love calamari. <laughs> what weddings are you yeah, shooting? Right, <laughs> There's well, always something. calamari at a wedding. <laughs> Sushi, shrimp. Lobster, main lobster. They actually did at my wedding this past weekend. They had all that stuff, which is you know, ah. yeah. So that's that's the time to grab a good plate, and then and then go somewhere else or just even in the room and to kind of chill. And when that happens, this is kind of why I still kept that Leica point and shoot because to me that was a perfect camera to walk around for cocktail hour. I can get close ups. I can get people, uh, you know, arm in arm. I can get like the candids. I can do all kinds of stuff and still be. Um, not necessarily a guest, of course, but at least uh, for the few minutes I'm in that room eating when everything's set up and I got 10 minutes to spare, I can go in there for five minutes, get something to eat and be good. Because I don't want to eat at nine or 10 o'clock when they serve us and still have another hour or two of working. It's like, I'll take that meal home and eat it the next day. I do this all the time. All the time I do this. and I'm, But I'm fine because I ate a cocktail hour. And if not, I had my sandwich or whatever I, I brought with me earlier in the day, but there's very few weddings where I won't get at least something from cocktail hour, or I'll send an assistant out and be like, just grab a plate of whatever from there. I'll, I'll get set up in here and fine. They come back with whatever is on the plate. I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. And Jimmy, uh, in, in your area at all, I think this is an area thing, Neil, go, go for it. Yeah. It yeah it Jimmy, it Jimmy in your area, um, I noticed when I shot weddings in New York City, I don't know if it's like in the surrounding areas. I, 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 when, I, I, when, after cocktail hour, they have like a dance party 
Then they sit down for a salad. Then they have a dance party. Then they sit down for the main course. Then they have a dance party. Is that everywhere in your area or is that only in like Manhattan? I don't do that many Manhattan weddings to to say. And if, and even if I did, it would depend on the venue no matter what. But so, I mean, you are close enough is to where. Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 60 miles tops from Manhattan. So yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's, that's a how it is. Practice. Really? So then you, I had a, the one wedding I did this past weekend before the Indian one, um, and I've seen this a few times before, and I really do like when this happens. Older couple, uh, they they did prep separate locations. Their quote unquote first look was nothing more than, uh, oh hi, I'm here. Oh hi, you look great. She had on a very simple dress. Um, they th- it wasn't like a stage first look. Luckily, I just happened to be there to capture it. Otherwise, I would have missed it, but. They wouldn't have cared either way. I'm just about to block this wedding tomorrow. So then uh, they every every guest showed up at whatever time it was to go immediately to a cocktail hour, including the couple, for an hour, eat some food, have some drinks, then move on to an outdoor ceremony just up the hill. That lasted a while, actually. It was great. And then from there, we did uh, family and groups and then some porches of the couple and then went on to the ceremony. Or the reception, and then in between the uh, cocktail hour and ceremony, the bride and groom both changed into a different outfit. She changed into a wedding dress. He he changed into a different jacket and and shirt. Very very odd, but man, it was really really cool because think of this as a guest, right? And you show up and you've been prepping yourself all day. Oh, what am I wearing? I'm wearing this and this and this. And you drive however long it takes to get there. First thing you want to do is what? I want to have a drink maybe and something to eat. And that's what they're doing. And then they mingle with people and then they go to ceremony and then they come back for, uh, they, then they come back for a, a pre reception. It, it was such a great vibe. Mm-hmm. It's not the norm. It's not the standard because also how many times do you see guests at weddings when the ceremony is going on and on and on and everyone's like, Oh my God, how much longer do I got to be here? I'm sweating to death in the sun. <laughs> You know, I think those are getting a little bit more popular. I don't know about you, Andy, but I mean, I, I think I photographed two or three of those this year so far. Mm-hmm. Have, the, you, have you? Mm-hmm. Formula I just mentioned? Yeah, yeah. I like those a lot. I like it. I mean, I, I wish I was a guest at one of those. Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah. Yeah, my, my Sunday wedding was very chill, very relaxed. Like, I showed up at like 2 o'clock. Um, she put her dress on at the venue. They did their outdoor ceremony for a half hour. I did mm-hmm. some family photos. I took the wedding party out. I took the photos of them. And then they did the reception at like 4.30. Like intros at 4.30. And then we were done by like, I think they wrapped at 9.30 or something like that. Wow. Um, you know, it was, it, yeah. and, and it was a full day wedding. They, they got one of my regular packages. So um, it, was, uh, it, was a, it was a nice Sunday wedding. After a double, was, it was the, couldn't have been any better, you know? Um, but yeah, there's been a, you know, a few of those. And, um, I'm, uh, that, uh, I'm absolutely looking forward to that, that Colorado wedding I have because they, this is like literally like the dream wedding of dream weddings that I've literally, I think ever shot in my entire career is this wedding because it's in Telluride, Colorado. They are doing an afternoon reception. And when the reception ends, they're going with me into the mountains until sunset. Oh, perfect. Huh? Like what time? What time of year is this? 
This is, yeah, and that's the other thing about this. This is in September when they have this fall festival on the mountains and there's literally no better time of the year to be there. I was, when I did their engagement shoot out there, I went to like a camera store to pick something up and I was telling the guys at the camera store and they're like, even the Colorado guys were like jealous. They were, they were were like, you have a September wedding in Telluride. You know what I mean? Like at that time of year. And I was like, yeah, I do. (laughs) And I'm, and I'm, and I'm excited about it, you know? So that's, and, and, but, but what's crazy, but what's especially crazy about that is that afternoon ceremony or afternoon reception, and then just me and photos off in the mountains until through the end of the day until sunset. What else could you, could I ask for? I couldn't ask for yeah, anything perfect. else, you know? Wow. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward getting to that. Some more, uh, you going to bring anything new or rent anything different or buy anything specific mm. for this? No, my, I, uh, <clears throat> My Scott Sutherland, who's been on the show before, he lives out in that area, uh, and he's going to second shoot the wedding with me. Um, That's so, a one hell of an assistant. Yeah, especially on like destination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's perfect. Um, anybody else have anything else before I go into our mid-show info? Um, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> not, <laughs> not going to give him a chance. To- <laughs> got nothing ladies ladies and gentlemen uh, we have an assortment that's picked information that's relevant to you but first just in case you forgot your place in space and time this is wedding photographers unite a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers take it away jimmy the show is live roughly every other week while we're <laughs> you gotta be kidding me with that slide whistle why is that even in the house why is that know. there I don't know. What else is, is in store? We'll find out. Oh, <laughs> my God. Um, the show goes live roughly every other week. And while we're at it, please do leave us a review in iTunes. Subscribe in iTunes and help us help you by sending in questions at info at weddingphotographersunite.com. Or better yet, connect with us on our Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and search for Wedding Photographers Unite. We'd prefer to talk with you rather than at you. I found a harmonica. <laughs> oh my God. What are you drinking so tonight? What are you drinking over there? Oh my uh, gosh. I was just taking a uh, sip. I almost spit it all over my computer. <laughs> Here we go. Well, that's a high end, isn't it? I don't know how to work these things. Dude, the, the listener fall off. Every time a new musical instrument is played on this episode, I can't can't even imagine what it would be. Um, Why is it even in your house? It was in a drawer with the slide rule. Slide, what do you call it? Slide flute? It's in your China cabinet. Yeah, Um, there's all kinds of weird stuff behind me. um, (laughs) Uh, Yes. uh, What we have left in the show is four quickfire news stories. And that's it. Okay. The first one I'm going to read to you. The yes. Hasselblad X1D2 50C is a faster and cheaper mi- mir- medium for- format mirrorless camera. Once again, cheaper medium format mirrorless camera by mm-hmm. Hassel- Hasselblad. Um, people talk about Hasselblad because it's a great medium format camera and there are lots and lots of money and people love them. Do wedding photographers love them? Do we have any but need for one of these? I don't think any wedding photographers have them. No. <laughs> Some of them do. Yes. <sighs> Is like a uh, cheap, point. cheaper is in how cheaper did we get a a, a price point yet or yes. no? Um, is it twenty thousand price 30, tag 000? of five thousand seven hundred fifty dollars? 
Oh, okay. that's not bad at all. That's not bad. No, no that's, By that's cheaper than a Leica. The original one was $9,000. So for a Hasselblad medium format camera, this is as, as dirt nail as cheap as it gets. And it's uh, okay. the tech has got to be better. But apparently it's still like... Now, it almost even kind of looks like a mirrorless camera, kind of. Um, but it, uh, which means you're going to get all that huge medium format goodness on the sensor, but it's still going to be slow, you know, for wedding photographers. Like, I mean, maybe you could do like your portraits with it, you know, when you're posing your couple and they're standing still if you really wanted to, but there's probably not a reason for us at all. No, no. Unless the only thing that you do get though, right. Is if, if you like that shallow depth of field, F1.0 on a medium format is going to be more shallow than F1.0 on a crop on a crop. Well, of course on a crop sensor, but on a uh, 35 millimeter sensor. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't, I don't know if Hasselblad has a lens that fast for medium format. They might, right? They might be 2.0 at best. Right. Yeah, because generally that's the. It's just the nature there. of yeah. Mm-hmm. When you go large format and you see a large format lens and it's like 4.0 or 4.5, you're like, what? But that's like extremely fast for a large format lens. Mm-hmm. It's just the nature of the the, the image sensor. Mm-hmm. But but that depth of field, because of the larger area of that, that yeah. the sensor has, ends up looking more shallow than it would on a full frame camera. What I I never shot medium format digital, um, but from what I've seen and what I've heard, it is it does have a look that's like. Wow, it's the image looks has so much more like a 3D depth to it. Only to photographers. It looks, yeah, exactly. Damn right, yeah. exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Only especially especially when you post it to Facebook and Instagram and it compresses the image oh, and all that yeah. stuff. And no, then you cannot see the difference. No, and no. even it's it. I don't think the medium format digital world is going to survive much longer when the full frame is going to like 40 plus megapixels and 50 megapixels when you can do a billboard that size. And for the photographers there who are using these cameras, commercial fashion, who are doing these big, big prints or big, you know, ads are probably like, I don't need to rent this thing for two, for a thousand dollars a day or buy it for 10 grand. It's my, what, what's that new, what's the new Canon one? That's like 50 megapixel. I don't know. Isn't doesn't Canon have a new camera that's like really super high? Mm, I don't know if I heard about that. I don't that. know. I forget. But e- either um, way, it's like. But this is probably just fine. Right. Yeah. But you know what? I wonder if the reason they went down in price is because that Fuji. You guys, you guys know about oh, the Fuji yeah, yeah, medium yeah. format. That's like, um, because their Fuji is GFX. like, yeah, the GFX because they're ignoring full frame. They only have crop sensor and that XT two XT one. They're ignoring full frame and then they're going to medium format. And I feel like. They're trying to like, you know, have their upscale camera be the medium format and or the yeah, the medium format. And they're just improving the autofocus on that. And I think, you know, if they in that that most recent one apparently is like really good and like close to being on par to like an X-T3 or whatever. And uh, I, I just wonder if, you know, the next version of that, will that offer like a lot of, you know, competition uh, you know, and kind of be where, where the full frame stuff is. And maybe they just kind of leaped it and they put themselves in a different place. I'd be curious to check it out. Um, you know, but I wonder if this Hasselblad camera is so much cheaper than they ever have been because of the competition that they're seeing from Fuji in the medium format world. They, they, Fuji definitely has to have something on the horizon for full frame. 
They have to because I don't think so. It's, it's a, I, I don't think so. I think Jimmy. No? I think I've heard and I, I've listened. I was listening to somebody mention somewhere that that like is a that works with Fuji on some podcast recently. I forget. It might have been. I don't remember. Maybe it was on Twip. I think maybe uh, Twip because I I've, I've been checking out Twip once in a while from time to time again. Um, but they I think they had a Fuji representative on there. And they're basically saying no. We're just kind of like ignoring uh, full frame, and right. uh, and they're just uh, you know doing the APS-C and the and the medium format thing. Um, I, I, I don't play think they, with, we, they have you know the, well, the second they do that, they're in the market with with everybody else. They throw every, themselves everyone right else, into yeah. that right yeah. into that fire pit. Uh, so you know, I guess the I guess they got their niche. Like, yeah, yeah. When I before I went Sony, I was I I loved. And I, I do miss my Fuji 100 F, whatever little point and shoot thing I had. Um, it's very nostalgic. It's very metal. It's very like a lot of dials are on it. It's, it's, it feels good. It's fast when it starts up, but it was just very slow in a focus. Image quality wasn't that good from the little point and shoot that I had. Then I played with their higher end models, the AP, the APS, whatever crop sensor version they had with interchangeable lenses. Actually two. Yeah. And, um, it wasn't, it wasn't just playing with it at B and H was like, I'm like, Oh, this thing is just not fast in the focus. I can, I can hear the lens going well, and trying to find a focus. Camera. I just, I tested, that was one of the ones mm. that I tested out yeah. oh, for that's like right. a half a year or whatever. Um, and it was, it, I love the feel of it, but it just wasn't, um, yeah, auto focus exactly. wasn't where it needed to be. It does feel nice, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not like it's for us. We're doing no, maybe street photography, landscape. I don't know, guys. I'm looking what at do you this want to baby. Do? Well, you Which guys one? have been talking. I've been I've been looking this thing over. This thing, is, this thing is sharp. Neil, just like yeah. Fuji, is going to skip right over full frame mirrorless and go right to the big guns. This oh is uh, this is a sexy camera. Oh, mm-hmm. I yeah, I, I had a Hasselblad. Well, I had a and it's and it's dual card slots. Mm-hmm. So they oh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, twenty five thousand uh, ISO. It looks like Hasselblad has found a buyer, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there you man, go. Man, this is a nice looking camera. Mm-hmm. It, it really I is. See this, but, Neil? But the, it's yeah. my whole pro photo stuff. My, right. None of my pro photo stuff is going to work. Will it? Maybe it will. Well, they—they, they, I mean, they finally just released something um, for Fuji, mm. I think, or Sony. I'm not sure which one. I but, can see that being. A new I mean, it'll it'll, t- it'll take it'll take them forever to it fits, get cut out. It fits, especially your studio stuff. You know. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. No, I no, I use Profoto as, in my as, studio stuff. As great as this camera, it does look great. It it's got a oh, great look to gosh, it. Gosh, it, it I would love, to, I would love to hold that thing. Yeah, I mean, the price that's probably is the, now. That's probably the best camera I've seen in a long time. Price is now doable compared to like, you know, I. A fifty-five hundred dollar camera. It's compared like to the a, price range yeah, of the yeah, D5. Yeah, exactly. Right. The D5 is more than that. But the only I, thing I is have one. You just got to realize with that medium format, it's going to be slow. You know what I mean? Like, like the yeah. the, the file is huge, and it's going to be slow. That's the issue with it. Right, and then um, besides the the, the file writing to the cards, um, let's factor in uh, the the usability of going from uh, one setting to another. And then how fast is it with the focus? And then maybe one lens is better than the other with focus. What's your lens choice? Are your lenses three, four grand each for this thing? Which they're Carl Zeiss. You could really only maybe get the camera in two lenses and that's it. You know? Yeah. 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 I don't, it would be a nice side shooter camera. I don't, this is just, you know, 
Hey, just, for a wedding photographer, you know, you just, as someone you just who has that that, that extra phone. fifteen twenty grand you have lying around, you just pick that up, and you got a nice little side camera to shoot with. You know. Oh, this! I, w- I wish you didn't bring this up. Oh man, that is so nice but, looking camera. But the, let's just let's just hypothetically. Say, I'm not, I don't say. even like cameras. I like I like I'm more about lenses and lighting. I don't even like camera bodies. Look at that thing. If someone said to us, "Hey, I'm gonna give at, you a, a, a camera of choice," Neil, if you look at if you look at and so go, and, go ahead, Jimmy, and two lenses to have, right? This would not be it. It would be uh. uh. Of old school film oh, twin lens no. reflex, oh, something no. that looks cool um, and hipster on a wedding day. Like a, like Neil, a Neil, are you seeing the the top down view no. of this camera? The, the twin lens reflex camera. It says it on. says X one D two, and then underneath it says handmade in Sweden. Okay, oh, okay fine. That just makes you want to click that <laughs> buy button, doesn't it? You know. All right. Uh, next story and reaction. Um, this one, uh, the tone is going to be changed a little bit. Sorry about that, but it's the next one I was just going to look at. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, Nikon Ambassadors, Dale Sharp, was killed in a tragic roadside accident at 36. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, And so the, the details of this thing are, I think, what's really kind of crazy because it was kind of a freak roadside accident um, is what they say. Um, a passing 45-year-old. Oh, actually, let me go back up a little bit. Uh, he was driving on the highway uh, through Kansas in the United States a little past midnight when he struck a deer, leaving his vehicle disabled. While uh, Sharp suddenly, uh, while Sharp sought safety at the side of the road while calling for assistance, smoke started blowing from his vehicle. A passing 45-year-old motorist swerved off the road at the last moment to avoid hitting Sharp's disabled vehicle. Sharp tried to run for cover into a ditch, but the oncoming vehicle drove into the same ditch and struck the photographer. Freaking tragic, man. Mm-hmm. And this guy's work, yeah, I'd, I'd never heard of him before, but like this guy's work is like so beautiful, man. Um, if you scroll uh, down to the bottom there. I'm going to uh, put the, put the uh, links to these in the show notes for this episode. Um, they, have a, they have a GoFundMe page too, so make sure you raise, um, post that too. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to raise seventy thousand. They're almost there. They're at sixty one thousand. So uh, might want to post that one too. Yeah, it it just that's it's, too it, bad. It just hits home because like you look at this dude and it's like that could be any one of us, you know, like doing yeah. our thing like on the road and like we're all very in the moment when we're shooting or even not shooting and you know anything can happen at any time and I just uh, feel bad for this guy and his family and everything. Yeah. like that. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's not the situation where you know, maybe I shouldn't do this because it's not safe, but I'm going to do it anyway for the sake of getting the shot. And then you pay the price. This is not that case. You know? no. Yeah. Well, no. uh, speaking of which, um, doing a shoot and then taking risks, right? Uh, that's going to go into the next story. Okay. Uh, and this is getting a little away from wedding photography, but you know, we're just reading it anyway. Wow, this is crazy uh, because I'm actually looking at this guy's work and I've seen it before. Yeah, I'm sure. And yep. Wow. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, um anyway, uh next story. Uh model suffers <sighs> severe burns in photo shoot gone wrong. Oh, Are the burns this? one. Right? Yep. A 22-year-old model in Vancouver, Canada, was hospitalized with severe burns across her body after posing for a photographer's uh, shoot that involved fire. 
Oh my God. She's now warning models of the dangers accepting risky shoots. So I used to do these shoots. I mean, not, not shoots with fire, but like when I was first starting, like, like model mayhem and like getting somebody to like model for you and all that kind of stuff. Right. And like this girl who just did that is going to have these burn marks probably for the rest of her life. Oh my God. Of course. Because of some yeah, stupid photo shoot with fire, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, uh, she's 22 years old. Um, and she says the photographer wanted to work with fire behind me from a distance in order to create some awesome shots. He had been vouched for by other people, blah, blah, blah. Um, he said he never had a problem doing this kind of shots and shot, shots in the past. Um, when he wanted to add fire to the shoot, things became chaotic. The shoot went well until we got to the fire bit. The photographer seemed rushed and his family had called multiple times and were running a little late. He proceeded to work with fire behind me and then yelled, stand still. This part gets tricky. Before I could even ask what he wanted to try or any sort of explanation, he squirted a bottle of liquid oil while standing close to me. The next thing I knew, I was up in flames. She stopped, dropped, and rolled, and she's got second-degree burns over 25% of her body or the legs. And then what's most interesting is what happened after that. Like, the guy just kind of took his time to pack up his gear and then drove her to the hospital. Mm-hmm. No urgency, no nothing. She, she should have never said okay in the first place whatsoever. I've been like, um, uh, where's the fire extinguishers? Standing nearby, people, just in case. Is there fire involved? Are you kidding me? I've well, set, I mean, I've been, I've been on movies, I've been on set before where, where there's fire involved, and it is a, it is a real. Luckily, I was on a real shoots where they're like, okay, did anything go wrong? Here's everything right behind you at the ready in case something goes wrong. You know, it's it's. I guess this could belong in two two different sections of one as being like a model podcast and then one photography podcast. If if you're a photographer and, and you're you're shooting fire, smoke, sparklers, or whatever, just I mean, if you're playing around or if, if there's anybody around, make sure you practice beforehand. Make sure there's professionals nearby. Um, diffuse the situation. You know, what I mean, it's. It's not I don't, worth it. I don't think any. I don't, I don't think any photographer should screw around with anything fire related whatsoever. Just well, add it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I not gotta, worth it. I gotta play. I do. I do smoke bombs, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I I put those in a, in a in like a. I take a, a glass jar from the ceremony and I and I put it in there, even though you know you don't have to because they don't get hot. But I do it just in case. You no. Know? Right. So sometimes, I mean, here's the thing, like. As artists, or that side of us, mm. or the part of photography that is art, which I admit in today's 2019 world is a very small percentage of, I think, what is actually happening. But, but for, the, for that part that is out there, there is you know, an element of risk involved to creating art that is unique and different. And, uh, and sometimes you know, no risk equals no reward, and sometimes the more risk equal can potentially equal more reward, but that also means more risk. Um, 
but you know the deal is is that you know everybody needs to be aware of that situation going in and and then if you are going to do something that has more risk there has to be proper precautions in place and everybody has to know that going ahead of time it just sounds like this one this particular case was done in a fairly irresponsible way but how many other times have people done these fire shots and these kinds of things in irresponsible ways but you just don't hear about it because it goes okay but then, right. you know, sometimes people post that stuff and people get on people's backs about it anyway, you know, um, you know, reminds me of like the train track situation and how people are about train tracks now. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it, it, I'm not I just I just don't want to make the. I just want to leave the door open to, you know, the idea that that, you know, sometimes higher risk equals higher reward. Um, but you got to be smart, you know, about yeah. it. Um, I just don't want to con- completely contend the idea of shooting with, you know, fire or anything like that, because sometimes people do that kind of stuff and create incredible, amazing images. But you have to be the right person at the right level of work and have the right safety precautions in order to do that kind of stuff the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But when, when there's someone else involved, another person involved, yes, it's not like property or a barn or a shed. Mm-hmm. Then you're like home. You know, if she died in this accident. Yep. Or in this photo shoot, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine the, the precautions yeah. after that? Oh, I mean, yeah. there's probably there's probably so much as it is right now of lawsuits. Let's just I, well, yeah. In the article, that, it says right? that that she's you know? being you know told, telling you know people are telling her that she should be suing, and it looks like she's going to. So she's like mm-hmm. thumbs up in the she and, should. Yeah, you know, here I am. Like I don't I don't know why you're happy about this. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a horrible situation. Well, I think that, she's trying to. Stay positive. Be positive. Yeah. 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 Okay. Make light of it. But uh, she, <laughs> if I don't think there's many models listening to this podcast. Oh, if there is, don't get make, yourself in that make situation. Make light of it. That- <laughs> Not light, oh. but you know what I mean. Oh, light. I get it. You know what? I I worked with a videographer like I think about two weeks ago, and we we're just kind of talking. It had nothing to do with this, but he said uh, the week before he worked with a wedding photographer. And I, I, God, I never asked the name. I kind of didn't want to know who it was, but I know it's from this area. Um, the photographer was like, "Oh, I have, I have some, uh, some blue chalk, so some of that stuff that you see in like Utah art festivals and stuff, like the color runs and all that stuff. That chalk, and they blue chalk all over the place." She was like, "Oh, trust me, it's going to look good. It's going to look good." Well, the blue chalk got all over the wedding dress. And oh pretty much God. staying the wedding dress. Like, what are you thinking doing this on the wedding day? Mm. I don't know, man. Come on. Mm. Andy, Andy, it wasn't you, was it? No, but it does. Okay. That does remind me of <laughs> I had this one bride that wanted to do like a trash of the dress shoot. This is on like 2013 or something like that. Yeah. And she had me get all this um, powder. What was it, man? What was even happening? I don't even I don't even remember what it was, but there were like paint and powder and we like threw all this all that stuff up in the studio in my studio space. And all I know is is that there were just layers of this dusty red and and gold powder all over my studio for like weeks <laughs> and months and months after that shoot. Like it was just like layer like you could take your finger at like in like weird parts of the room and just and just pick up the dusty red gold powder that we were like throwing all over her dress, like 
like on my finger, like for like years, years after that shoot. <laughs> it's like soot from was, a fire. Yeah. And yeah. It, it seemed like a cool idea. And I like, and I kind of like blocked off everything in the studio. So like it wouldn't get anywhere, but it still just got everywhere. And the shots were like, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like they weren't like, it certainly wasn't worth doing all that, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, going back to the whole fire thing, I, I, in the, uh, in the film world, I was there many times. Like, uh, like I'm not doing this. I'm not going in the bullfighting ring with me and a camera operator while a bull circles us. Fire me now. I'll go home from Mohegan Sun. Not happening. But there was a time, I think I mentioned this before, where Brian and Groom want to go, as I'm leaving, they want to go, oh, we want to go over to the to the farm area, to the, the field. But it was a horse, and she's into horses. Oh, yeah. Okay. Horses. And, Kicking up yeah. in the back legs, huh? So she was like, she just assumed I'd be okay going into the field with the horse nearby. And I'm like, um, no, sorry. I, I, I didn't say no. I said, I'm going to stay back here. I got a better angle back here. And it was good. Only to find out that the horse wrangler, who has been at this place for years, almost died because the horse just stretches and kicks him out of the blue one night and breaks his ribs. And he's lying there. And if it wasn't for the, the owner of the barn being like, Oh my God, so and so should have come back by now. He had to get airlifted to Westchester Medical mm. in, in my area because he was hurt that bad. Now, this is the dude who owns and runs these horses every day. And he's telling us the story. And I'm like, oh my God, it's an animal 10 times the size of me. Yeah. Accidents happen. Well, no. I am not going in there. I'm not getting close to this thing. Sorry. Well, want to put this if this is means the wedding day is in and involved around a horse in a field where the horse can just kick someone i don't think i'm your person man no so if you keep shooting these indian weddings jimmy very often on that barat the groom will come in on a white yes, horse and I get, I get really up in that white horse's face you know what i mean and i'm like well it's also a, maybe a hundred people around you at the time this isn't the horse's territory in the field. i agree good point good point good no point. i i do know what you're saying though but because i have I, I I often do get in the field with the horse when that kind of thing comes up. You know what I mean? Half of the time the shots work out, half the time they don't. Because getting a horse to like look at you the right way and in the right angle without like the the harness on it. You know what I mean? Like or like somebody yeah. holding the harness. It's actually kind of tricky business to get like the right kind of shot with a horse, especially with a client like near the horse or next to the horse or on the horse. Um, but I always do get up there. But I did. I remember having that moment. I think it was at an, an Indian wedding like within the last year, like where I was like, I, the horse was like not behaving well and it was like turning and like doing all this stuff. I was like, I better back the shit up from this yeah, horse right now because up. that could be real bad. You know what I mean? That could like what you just said. Um, Even the clicks of your shutter of the camera could freak a horse out. Mm -hmm. you, you don't know. We're not horses. Yeah. That's the title. But you know, risk versus reward. And there's always going to be risk in anything we do. Um, yeah. Yeah. But as you guys get older, do you guys feel like you guys are taking more risks now than than you were in your younger years of of doing this more, more risks yeah or same amount uh, because i i feel like i i'm not taking many risks at all pretty much anymore i'm taking less yeah I'm taking less. or i'm being yeah. more careful yeah. with the risks that i do take I'm, I'm taking i yeah i concur i'm I'm taking mm. risks with um anything that's that's safe that's like okay i'm at the reception now um, I'm doing the same old, same old. Let me take my one flash and throw it on the floor and put a gel on it. And that's not really a risk. That's not, no one's getting hurt in this, <laughs> but it's something different and it's artsy. Yeah. But no, I, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna climb on the roof 
Yeah. Well, that, that's what I'm talking about. Climbing like, on the roof, being on the rocks by water. I used to climb side of cliffs, waterfalls, all that crap. I don't think, I don't, I never did that anyway. I'm not that kind of a risk taker. See, I was, but you know what? Those shots are like not even, not even in my portfolio now. So it's like, so I did all that shit for nothing. Yeah, and exactly. That's what I was about to say. You're like, very often, like how much better are those shots really? Not no, much better. Not much. Like, even no, give me I, a couple mirrors or something. Yeah. Good lighting. Done. Yeah, who's that Japanese they're, they're young not that much better. Who's, who's amazing? I mean, it it might feel kind of cool, right? Like it's fuck. Like yeah. it, like it's like it's like it looks impressive. Yeah, the clients think it's awesome, right? That you're like in the water, like as the as the waves roll by and all this kind of stuff. But like, yeah. is the shot actually better? No, not really. No. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? I like, know. so. <laughs> I'm looking now. I don't. I, I'm drawing a blank. There's a, a, a Jimmy, young yeah. photographer, Ooh. Japanese guy. He's he has amazing photos, but most of his photos. Is he the YouTuber? I don't know. I stopped following him because I couldn't take it anymore. Because what I couldn't take was <laughs> like he's so damn good. Hold on, um, hold on. I think I think I know who you're talking. If you about. say his well, name, I'll be like, that's it. Sales. Oh. Okay. But what made his photos great was the a. And this is ninety percent of it, maybe eighty percent of it, is the location. Um, another fifteen percent is the time of day, and then five percent or one percent is the couple three pixels in the bottom frame. And you got this amazing location, like oh my god, this is great. And granted, great composition, great treatment to the image, but like we're talking about this, these, these are risks. Like where you have to be at this place at a certain time with a certain with the weather working great, and you got a couple there, and um, you can you can you can blast this all over your website, but that doesn't mean you can always get that on the day of a job. You know, if it's raining out or it's a hundred degrees and it's humid, it, no one's gonna you can't do that. So I we're we're the, I see a wave of like so many photos on Instagram and everybody posting stuff, and it's like this is a, a this is, oh, what a great photo. I'm like, it's more of a great location than anything. I think that's a beautiful location. But are we going to get that every day? No. You know? So going back to what we're talking about, like the risk you take, um, well, is it part of that was definitely a risk to, to get on fan? the outside. I'm sorry, who? Kita? Maybe. Kita you're on the right side. To begin with a K. It, it could be Kita Fang. I don't know if the, I'm saying the name uh, right, but it, man, it his, his work involved. is incredible. He had incredible work. Like, yeah, his work is incredible. Yeah, you, you're scrolling uh, for a while. You're like, oh, this is amazing work. Yeah, I forget the guy's name. Yeah, but there's really also nice. Sales Chong. There's Muse Chan. The, all these guys are just like out of this world. Are these are these people even human? <laughs> but when you look at the photos, you're like, that that's just a, a predominantly a, a, an amazing location. First and foremost. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Okay, next. Um, well, okay. actually, I think that's probably going to do it because this last story I don't think really is worth reading now that I'm looking at it. Um, what is that? Do you guys have any other uh, anything else you want to mention before we call it today? I don't think so. Well, I think that's oh. uh, I think that's going to do it. Just kind of a low key hanging out in the middle of wedding season episode. Can I bust out the slide? Yeah, the slide. We'll do the, the slide and the and the dog thing one more time together. Ready on three. I remember how I used to be a music teacher. Ready, watch, wait for the cue. Wait for the cue. Ready, uh, ready and. 
Oh, I just cut you off, but you didn't notice. Keep playing, keep playing. Watch my cutoff. Actually, follow my dynamics. Well, it's hard with a squeaker. <laughs> that was my cutoff. You got to cut off with me. Thank you. All right. Uh, <laughs> wow, musical entertainment by the, the crew at Wedding Photographers United. <laughs> uh, Mr. Neil Urban, where can people find you? Google that name, Neil Urban, uh, and go to neilurban.com and follow me. Social media stuff <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Like, okay. Like... More, more Facebook. You know, I'm starting to. Uh, gosh, I'm really starting to post more and more behind the scenes and all that stuff. So follow me on Facebook, and I swear to God, uh, by the end of this year, hopefully, I'll I'll post an image on Instagram. Now, Neil, the last time you said this, the last time you said this, I, know, I was I say it every episode, to, and I have since, um, since you've mentioned that, I, for some reason, I was looking at your Instagram, and I was like, why doesn't Neil use Instagram? And I'm looking at your Instagram. And I'm like looking at your at your Instagram and you like post like once every month or every other month or something like that. No, every, and like, you've got like months. 250 likes an image. I'm like, why? Why isn't he <laughs> posting more? You should be posting more on that thing. Dude, I'm, I'm you know, I'm just lazy. Uh, and, and, and not only that is like Instagram is more just like people just like sending like. I like this image or, or it, it's Facebook is more like involved. People yeah. want to carry on conversations and yes. stuff. Uh, it's more personal Instagram. You don't know who, who are robots. You don't know what, what is real, what's not. Um, but I, I will just say, get, I, I just get really annoyed with Instagram. Yes, but, but I, dude, if I know I, it's important. If I was you though, I would definitely be posting on there because you, you, you're going to get a lot of likes per image as, as your feed already looked like it did. But there are, People do, and a lot of younger people, like the messaging, there's a messaging system on that Instagram. And, and I have gotten definite gigs and leads through Instagram. So, I know. so don't, uh, I, don't ignore I, it, man. I, don't ignore I it. Hear all, I know. I know. I yep. know. Okay. Two weeks from now, I'm going to say I posted a couple times at least. That's my goal for next two weeks. Yep. There we go. For, for now on, I'm just going to set my goals for, for every two weeks. Oh, until oh the don't do this because I just figured this out the hard way literally after doing this for two years. Do not post on Instagram and then have that same image go over to Facebook. No, because, no, I don't do that at well, all. Well, the reason the reason is is because quality sucks. The too. quality is horrific, and I never really even realized how horrific it was. And I was kind of just doing it, even though I kind of knew it was horrific, just to be lazy because I just wanted to hit that button once. But um, but it's a dumb idea because the the quality of the image is total shit. Um, the one that gets posted from Instagram to Facebook. Um. I, yes. I am going to ignore Hi. what that said. Um, and Jimmy, where can people find you? Uh, Jay Ferrar Photography, uh, jamesferrar.com, at Jay Ferrar Photo. I got to pee. Amazing. All right, Jimmy, <laughs> see you later. I'm, I'm going to post really something on Instagram, so like right now. Here, Say hi, guys. I'll, I'll just just wave. Just wave. We're all like posing. <laughs> Goddamn thing. I, I, oh Jimmy, Jimmy I, I look at this image and it's just like I don't want to post that's, that on my that's Instagram. What I get when we're on, when we're by all means, send it to me. I'll post. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Boys, I'm out. I got a piece. Okay, right. see you, man. Hey, right. Okay, uh, where, where can people? I'm find still you, recording. Andy? And my back. name is Andy Buscemi. The last name is B U S C E M I. Follow me on Instagram where I post images there, and then follow me on Facebook where I post the same images but just with a different quality so that they come up the right way on Facebook. 
Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, we will catch you next time. And Jimmy's going to come back, and neither of us are going to be here. Wedding photographers. Yeah, okay. Bye, guys. Bye.